Hey, if you've suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, make sure you call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. Free consultations are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Dial 713-322-HURT. That's 713-322-HURT. Or you can go to the website, DaspitLaw.com. No, 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 no. What's his name was a sack of turds again. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. What's his name was a sack of turds again. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. What's his name was a sack of turds again. No, 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 no. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios. No, 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 sack of turds. No, 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 sack of turds. It's John and Lance. John and Lance. John, 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 John and Lance. Good Wednesday morning, everybody. John and Dell. Along with RJ here with you, Lance is in uh, is uh, got some meetings going on with the NFL, so he will be back tomorrow here on the show. But we got Dell, and we got a lot of baseball to talk. And Dell is our baseball expert here on the station, so we got some stuff to talk about. Namely, okay, last night, holy crap! Five of the first six innings, they had their leadoff runner on. Uh, obviously, in the first inning, they took care of business, getting three runs home, and then nothing. No, and now you got a stat because you're a baseball guy. You're a stat guy. You're all about the numbers. Uh, it seems like it's on, but I don't think the level is up. No, because RJ put, yep. the mic that I would use is already broken. At least the stand is already broken. It's what? already limp. What the snake? Days after it was installed. It was just installed. Their new one, so we can't break them, and it's broke. Congratulations to, to whoever sat here and broke them. Yeah, I was, I'm was. i such a baseball fan that I was streaming the, the game from, from the Rockies broadcast. I'm not going to tell you how I did that. I just did that because I don't pay for TV, like, like live TV. So now that I'm doing this, I have to find ways to watch Astros games creatively. So I watched. So you're 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 robbing. You're I don't stealing. Know, I don't know if robbing is the correct yeah, word. Yeah, stealing. No, I didn't say that. I could have. I could have been well, at. You're a not ro- paying for something that you should pay I for. What is at, that called? I could have been at a Rockies bar. But you weren't. I didn't say I wasn't. <laughs> you said that. You ate, you were at a Rockies bar last night. <laughs> Maybe by accident. I don't know. Maybe uh, I didn't go there specifically t- to be at a Rockies bar. You just admitted a no, felony no, on the air. I didn't say that. I said I had to do something creatively. I never said I was. I did something illegal. Why don't you just walk into a grocery store, take all the food, and walk out without paying? Because that would be a crime. It so is what you're doing. I didn't say I did that. Okay. You oh said that. Gosh. You made a leap. That's the worst. You made a leap, and I just said I watched the game creatively. People are trying. The baseball players are trying to make some money, and here you are. Just leaving. Let me tell you something. I've taken got, out of their pocket. I've got more sympathy for the actors and writers who are on strike that than I would ever have for baseball <laughs> yes. players. Yeah, those poor actors with their. Well, not all of them. Some of them are not making a lot of money. Uh, but to your point, I was watching the game, and on the Rockies broadcast, they they put a little stat after, after the game was over. It, they set a record for most innings by a bullpen without allowing a run for their franchise the previous was seven and two-thirds last night they went eight went eight innings of no run baseball from that bullpen as you noted the Astros got off to a great start three nothing Hunter Brown gave that right up and it was it was silence and crickets from the Astros offense at least as far as scoring runs the rest of the way it was awful I mean there's so many situations I bray you doubles to start the inning and you do nothing afterwards it was just awful strikeout after strikeout yeah they're bullpen I was going to tweet out Daniel Bard, boo, but I didn't because I got, I don't know if you heard the the, the grief I got last time about Daniel Bard. He hit Jose he hit Altuve Jose. and I, and I was at home saying we should boo him and people just Told went, they up. lost their minds. People like randoms or astronauts? Randoms. Okay. Randoms. Oh, he's had mental health problems. This is such an, I was like, oh, shut up, please. You're so stupid. Anyway, um, so I, but I didn't last night. I showed some restraint because I, I'm, you know what? I'm all about about people's feelings. Um, so, so they looked like crap. But this, something did come out yesterday. Actually, a couple of things. First, uh, which New York, which New York uh, paper? Um, the Astros, the New York Post reported on Tuesday. That the Chicago White Sox are edging closer to being sellers at the August first trade deadline. They have a wealth of starting pitching that could that they could deal, including Lance Lynn and Lucas Giolito. But the dream acquisition by the Houston Astros is Dylan Cease. 
Holy crap. If you pick up Dylan Cease, Urquidy comes back. Hunter Brown has really got – he has struggled in his second season. He is – uh, he is not, he and Jeremy Pena in their second seasons. Well, this is actually, uh, it, it, in all fairness, this is, this is Hunter Brown's rookie season. It just feels like it's his second season because he was a September call up and we saw so much and we saw how good he was. And he played such a, a, a he did, he played a good, a big role in the Astros winning the world series uh, last year, but this year, he's really scuffling. The second time around, he's going to have to make some adjustments with his pitches. He's got to he's got to uh, he's got to do some stuff because the league is adjusted to him. But he's still a rookie. Um, if you add Dylan Cease to Fromber, who by the way, D- Dusty had an update for him. Apparently, Fromber walked into or just looked into his office and gave him a smile. So Dusty thinks he's okay. I don't know what that does. Does, does is that how they do doctoring? That's right. If you wink at your doctor, okay, you're you're all good. You're all good right now. So Dylan Cease and then Michael Schwab had this to say about it. It's not only Dylan Cease, but Lewis Robert as well. Luis Robert as well. All right, what now? What now? If you pick up Dana Brown, if he picks up Dylan Cease and Luis Robert this this trade deadline, now what do you have? What are you going to have to? You're going to have to give up. It at the at a minimum at a minimum, it's Chaz McCormick. I mean, I, I'm seeing some trade. I mean, some some people. I just I you got you're kidding, right? Uh, who is it? This is Jerry. I think a package of Jake Myers and Corey Lee gets you Cease. No. Dylan Cease is a beast. Dylan Cease is a top-line all-star pitcher that you're picking up here. A front-of-the-rotation guy. You don't, get, you don't get him for Jake Myers and Corey Lee. That's the, that's the beauty of fan trades versus real trades is that it doesn't never hurts when a fan wants to make a trade. No, you give up very little to get something really, really good. Right, and you, it and it goes both ways. When you have the prime the the prime asset, you think you should get it all. Right, even though there are things in play that won't allow you to get it all. A trade generally means everyone's a little pissed, and it comes to a compromise. You rarely see a deal unless you're going Daryl Morey circa like 2012 when he was a Rockets GM, where he's stealing people from. From other teams and other t- and Rocket fans are completely happy. That's not how trades generally work. Some you're going to be a little hurt by it, no matter what. And giving up what Corey Lee and who again for and, Dylan and Jake Myers probably not going to be so enough. back a guy who's no longer your best prospect at catcher and a guy you don't even want on your team in center field. So that's what you're going to give up for a Dylan Cease. Nope, nope, yeah. that ain't going to get sure, it done. And I'm sure Dylan Cease, the fans of that team, um, the White Sox, are saying. Hey, is Jordan available? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, Kyle Tucker, gonna... don't you guys have to pay Kyle Tucker soon? Yeah, right. Can we get Kyle <laughs> Tucker back? And both are completely unrealistic. Well, if you right, well, if you Kyle Tucker, holy crap! Here's a, here's another thing. We keep on talking about Shohei Otani, and you're not going to get anything for him unless you trade him right away. You know, you're getting close. Next next trade deadline, you're going to be in that same situation with Kyle Tucker. Because he's going to have a year and two months left on his contract, and you ain't signing him. So, are you going to? Everybody, yeah, they should trade Otani. You better get something for him. Well, you better feel that same way about Kyle Tucker next year at this time. Because next year at this time, Kyle Tucker is going to be a year and two months away from leaving your baseball team, and you're not going to get anything for him. So, if you if you feel that way about Shohei Otani right now, and that's not because Kyle Tucker just wants out, is because the the Astros aren't in the mood to give the deal that Kyle Tucker's going to ask for. Like they have a policy where they're not going to give him what he's going to ask as far as length of deal. Exactly. Yeah. Well. Yeah. He wants a see. They love these guys. Bregman took a five year, hundred million dollar deal. Altuve took a five year, and then not, uh, and then another one. Maybe his first one, I forget, was his first one. I think seven might have been a number. But 
Um, I would have to look, but you know, he took a, a shorter deal. Jordan took a shorter deal. Um, these they, they love that you're going to take a five year deal and not deal with the arbitration years. That's fine with the Astros. That that's that's wonderful for them. Now they did give Altuve another contract. We'll find out whether or not they're going to give Bregman another contract. We'll find out whether Jordan's going. But Jordan's in the first year of, of this deal anyway, so you got a long way to go with him. But they're not giving ten year deals. They just don't. They're just not giving ten year deals. So you got to deal with that. That that's something that you're going to have to. The Astros and Astros fans are going to have to deal with uh, forever. So um, so you, here's the deal: is he said no, Drew Gilbert? You know, Drew Gilbert is off the market. He ain't, we ain't doing that. We'll see. We'll see whether or not they're going to do that with Drew Gilbert because if the if the White Sox are asking if you get Luis Robert and you get Dylan Cease, Cease has two arbitration years left. That would be totally sweet to have him for two years and then possibly or what the Astros do instead of going through those two arbitration years, we'll give you a five year deal right now, Dylan Cease, and we'll see whether or not Dylan Cease would take that. That would put him at thirty thirty two years old, coming out as a free agent. So I don't know whether or not he would do that. Uh, we'll see whether or not. But that's what the Astros game is. We'll, we'll take out your arbitration years, and we will give you a five-year deal. That means we've had we have you for the first four years of your of your contract, and then we got five more years. We got you for nine, and we're you know we got rid of the arbitration years, and we're gonna we're gonna keep you around for that that amount of time. But we don't want you when you're in your mid thirties, late thirties. So. We'll see whether or not – and look at Jose Altuve is breaking down now. I mean, the way that the Astros go about this is not bad. It's blasphemy to say anything negative about Jose Altuve, but, hey, the, the thumb was an accident and all that. But the oblique now, two different oblique stints now that we're on with Jose Altuve, he's an older player. Yeah, 33 and not just regular season games played. Oh, He's gone deep in the playoffs since 2015. Absolutely. Um, there was a little. There was that non-playoff year in 2016. Just a lot of games on those legs and, and the rest of the body. So at some point, uh, this was bound to happen. And and the Astros, at least so far, have had the foresight to go. Okay, we love you guys, but we don't love you into your mid to late 30s. And we have to make decisions that are best for the franchise. And some of those decisions will piss off not only the players because hey, look how much I've done for you. Why can't you lock me in? with what I want and also upset the fans. But so far, the Astros have made decisions to let go players, whether it be because of financial obligations or just length of deal, and they've been right so far. Um, they And I think Altuve, when he when maybe he comes and asks for his one final deal, that will be the test where he goes, hey, I want to retire here, but I would like a deal that, that represents what I've meant to the franchise, and we'll see if they say, we appreciate it, Jose, but it's not a smart decision for us. So if you want to play your final year in some place who wants a name, great. But mm-hmm. we're not going to do it. That'll be that'll be the ultimate test if they, they if they decide that Jose Osuve doesn't retire and play his entire career at the Astros. Luis Robert, his I don't know why the White Sox would get rid of Luis Robert because he's got a very team friendly deal. Um, although he is also a guy that has been up and down as far as injuries go. He's got four years left with two of the, those years club control. At twenty million each, and he's going to only make twelve five next year, fifteen the year after. That's a very friendly deal. He is, if healthy, one of the better players in Major League Baseball, one of the better outfielders. So he certainly is a guy with four years left on his deal, and he's still young. He's still in his late twenties. So that would be a contract that you would definitely like to acquire. I don't know why the White Sox would get rid of him, but. If uh, if Michael Schwab is right, I, the New York Post was reporting just the Dylan Cease deal, not the Louis, Luis Robert deal. But if Luis Robert is part of that, you're going to have to give up a lot, people. You're going to have to give up a lot, and <clears throat> I don't know, I don't know what that would be, but it might. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Uh, I'm trying to get Michael Schwab on to see if he knows anything about because he did bring up Luis Robert. Uh, whether or not he knows if there's what the what the Astros would have to, or if he has any opinions on that, so we'll see if we can get him on the show a little bit later. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Any of this stuff, if you want to talk about it, you're more than welcome to get in. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five Pirate Radio with a license. No woman ever slept with me and lived. 
the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's time to rejoin the undisputed best sports talk show in Houston. It's clearly John and Lance, except no substitutes. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Yeah, Luis Robert this year has played in 93 games. Uh, He's got 27 homers. 203, 56 RBIs. He struck out 111 times, though, <clears throat> which is 21 walks. Sitting 275. He's got a 901 OPS. You want 901 OPS? We've got word from one of our listeners, Dustin, who believes the Luis Robert thing is just Twitter fantasy and not a real thing. Well, at least he I, believes it's Twitter fan. Michael Schwab is not a, a Twitter fan guy. He's not a he's not a fanboy. No, I didn't say fan. I said a Twitter fantasy trade. Oh, fantasy trade. Where it's people thinking of things that could happen or should happen in their eyes, but have no real basis of uh, backing or possibility. <clears throat> okay. According to Dustin, who listens to the show quite a bit. Um, well, this is eight hours ago. Michael Schwab does not put things out there willy-nilly. Okay. He he uh, he actually is he, he does have some inside information, so I'm not thinking that, and I'm not thinking that it's just out there. You know, oh, I've read it on Twitter, so I'm going to repeat it. Um, now he says the Astros have discussed the possibility of trading for trading for Dylan Cease and Luis Robert. Whether or not the White Sox would be amenable to that is another question, right? You can discuss. You can. I can discuss. I can. Dis- I discuss- can discuss trading you for Jennifer Lopez. Okay, Does and you think she would be able to run a board? Uh, I don't care. Or if she host, can. co-host. I don't show care. If she can. We can. We'll hire somebody. Why? But you can't. And she can just stand. But in you there. can't do anything with you. I know that. So why do you want Jennifer Lopez? I don't know because she's just. To I look would at rather her? look at her than you. That's understandable, but. Yeah. But you love, but you are loving husband. Why do you? I am well, a loving husband. Why do you husband. want to look at Jennifer Lopez? No, I'm just saying that's a possibility that a trade that I could, and, and it's and it's stupid. You know, there's no way that that would happen. Yet I could discuss it. I mean, right? It, it just seems almost as nonsensical as the White Sox trading the, the Astros, Luis Roberts. What is she going to do for you? <laughs> She's not going to do anything for me. Then why make the trade? Well, because I'd like to hear her sing. I'd like to hear her sing. That's what you. She's do. a great singer. Is she? Yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's a a great entertainer, but she a great singer. Yeah, yeah, great singer. Did you ever see the, uh, Selena the movie? Yeah, years ago. Yeah, right. You you can watch all that on YouTube. You don't need to make a trade. <laughs> Why are you bringing in so much salary? <laughs> yeah, that that's the other thing about the Otani thing. Yeah. Bringing in Otani for even Jordan uh-huh. and 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 Christian Javier. Uh, that. <laughs> Under the new radio CBA, there'd be another twenty five million uh, added onto your payroll yeah, under, for one guy as under, opposed to two. And under the new radio CBA, you're already into the second apron. I'm not sure you can afford no, can't, the can't. cost of bringing well, in we're, right, we're at our cap right now. <laughs> yeah, okay. Even with the loss of Cody Stutz, yeah, okay. yeah, we traded a second round pick to get him out of here. Tom <laughs> Sally, actually, sorry guys, no. That was a voluntary move on his part. I have to make sure you guys know that's yeah, just a it's joke. a joke. It's just a joke. Right. But, but a test the first round pick to get him out of here. <laughs> no, he's worth a first rounder. I said a fr- I, yes. I amended it. We attached a first round pick to get him out of here. Uh, 713-780-3776. Do you have any thoughts on this? You're more than welcome. Bring in a Dylan Cease. If Javier comes around, you got Fromber, Javier, and Cease. Wow. Uh, if Javier comes around. And if Hunter Brown... You know, starts to get it back. He looked okay. Uh, that first inning was uh, after he, he jumped out to a 3 nothing lead. I guess you're supposed to throw it over the plate, which he did, and they just went slap, slap, slap. Your favorite guy who your favorite guy with the bad takes, <laughs> your favorite Jeremy Branham goes, okay, we're out 3 nothing. Just pitch the contact now, Hunter Brown. And I was uh, like, oh, oh. <laughs> maybe not so much contact. Great, I don't think he meant that type that much contact. Not a great take, Jeremy. Well, I get what he's saying. Don't walk a guy. Just throw strikes and, and, and yeah. let your guys get back up to to bat and add on. Of course, none of that happened. He pitched. He did pitch to too much contact, and the Astros didn't score another run. So mm-hmm. it went poorly after the top of the first. Yeah, it just, they just, the bats, they go, they're so loud and then so quiet. It's just amazing. And then the runners that they leave in scoring position over these, I mean, in, in, Anaheim, they should have won. 
they could have won those games. The number of runners that they left on base, they still scored 11 runs, and they left how many on base? It's just amazing uh, how they did, and they did that last night quite a bit. So we've got Hunter Brown over his last three starts, 12 and a third innings pitched, 12 runs given up, earned runs given up. Yeah. Yeah, he's been, he's been, you know, I mean, he's hitting a wall. He's probably, you know, this is more than he's p- pitched. He hasn't missed any starts. They did go to the six-man rotation for a while, which gives you a little bit of a break. He got the all-star break as well. But, um, you know, he's finding out what big league life is like. And it, it ain't, ain't easy, that's for sure. Um, you know, so far, we all thought he was going to be Justin. Uh, maybe the, well, what's his, what's his, uh, ERA for the season? Uh, 4.26. 4.26. It's better than league average. And he's a rookie. But I think we all expected him to be a Justin Verlander in the twos. And it's just not realistic. Uh, He was okay after that first inning. He gave a solo shot. I mean, he's been been two solo shots to Chris Bryant, who, by the way, is actually having a nice comeback year. Uh, they signed him to a ridiculous deal, and then he got hurt, and now he's actually oh he's okay. He's actually I thought that was one of the worst contracts in baseball, but he's uh, okay. And McMahon's a really good hitter, but he hit that ball four hundred and sixty one feet. That was crushed. Even in Colorado, that's crushed. That's a that's a big fly. So Hunter Brown is you know he is coming along. This is his. We feel like it's his second season, even though it's his first. He's a little like Jabari. You know, he's pretty good. He's okay, but he's not what we really expected. He's a little like, since this is real, his, 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 his second year, the second time he's seen him, it's a little like Jalen in that we thought he'd be, you know, take a big step, which he hasn't. I hope there's no videos in the offseason with Hunter Brown. Um, don't now see why. why did well, you brought up Jalen. How can you now, think of, if you compare somebody to Jalen, how can you think of anything else? <laughs> how, if you bring up Jalen Green now, how can you think of anything you else? You have to think of other things. Okay, I mean, you're going to have to get past this. Uh, well, okay. What do you think of when you think of Deshaun? Well, I think we all know what we think. Of. Right. So there are certain people. There are certain things you think yeah, of. Yeah, Najee Davenport. Mm-hmm. I once, I didn't even at Najee Davenport. I tweeted about that. I used his name, and apparently he searches his name, and he was like, come on, man. <laughs> he tweeted back at me, what are you doing? He, I guess he went through my profile and saw I was a Hurricanes fan. So he goes, what are you doing, man? I was like, hey, Najee, I didn't even at you. <laughs> Stop searching out your name if you don't want to see poop jokes. <laughs> Those of you, go look up Najee Davenport yeah. and what he did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Dorchon, if you don't know what he did, can't explain that i don't know how you you must be living in a cave but um yeah the astros didn't they they it was it was just a blah night they, another blase they night. played four games they're two and two and have lost two and a half games they're off the off the pace the yeah. rangers haven't lost they beat tampa twice the rangers have come out smoking in the second night. yeah and they're they've they've won five straight since the all-star break Oh well, it's still July. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not I'm really not worried. Four and a half games back is really nothing. So that's all they do have to do. But you know what? We got to. You know, we, it keeps on the the season keeps on going on and on and on. And the Astros keep on treading water as opposed to breaking out like we're used to. But again, Jordan's. By the way, if you want to do something this afternoon, Jordan is playing at Sugarland today. He is making his first rehab start. Uh, so that's good news. We see Jose Altuve running around and throwing baseballs and stuff, but not doing anything. We see Michael Brantley running the bases. I see, we've seen that, but he's not doing anything. Um, Jose Urquidy is going to make his second start soon. He pitched a couple of innings through 32 pitches. Uh, did uh, did not give up. A, he gave up two runs, but they were both unearned. Um, so he's you know he's got to build up his uh, his arm strength. But that's a that's a positive sign that Jose Urquidy is back out there. Uh, the reason that Jordan hasn't been out there has been sick. So hopefully. He better be feeling better on Friday. Well, uh, well, you were going to be out there? Yeah, it's 97.5 night at for the Space Cowboys out in Sugarland. 
He better he better be feeling well because if I'm driving out the Sugar Land, he better play. Well, if he's been sick lately, you know he's probably a little bit weaker. It's good to play out in a hundred degree heat. Ah, yeah, that's perfect. It's you perfect. Out, you sweat out the illness. Yeah, you, you don't worry. You're going to be just fine out there if you're not feeling well. And you know, you, it's a, in this hundred degree uh, heat out at out of Constellation Field. But no problem. Hopefully, he's DHing. I would think. Hopefully, he's DHing. It's unfortunate that Arcidi will be pitch, pitching today. I would I would need him to pitch on Friday. He's not, he is pitching today. Has, yeah, his rehab assignment is for today. So it's a one o'clock. As it, what is it? A one o'clock game out there? I think it's an afternoon game. It'll start at eleven o five. It starts at eleven o five. Yeah. Oh, you better hurry up then, everybody who wants to get out there to see Jose Arcidi and Jordan Alvarez. So, um, wow, an eleven o five game. That's you don't see that too often. No, you no, 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 you don't. Particularly on a Wednesday. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't see that all too often. But that's a, probably a travel day for whatever team is in here. Seven twenty nine, ESPN ninety seven five and a ninety two five. I pose this question to you: Are the Dodgers the most hypocritical team ever? And the answer is yes. I don't even know why we're asking questions. Right? Of course they are. Well, we'll tell you why on the other side. But right now, the summer sales event at Chastain Ford. It is the summer sales event, unbeatable variety, no hidden add-ons, transparency, no hidden surprises. They're trustworthy. The Chastang family is what you're going to join when you go there. I'm in the Chastang family. I love the Chastang family. Unmatched performance, experience the impressive capabilities of the F-150. I've got my F-150 Lightning on. I love it. And, oh, by the way, they've just lowered the price of the F-150, the new F-150 Lightning. So uh, yeah, that, the order banks are open right now as well for the 2024 Maverick and Super Duty models. If you got a, you need a, a work truck, how about used work trucks? They've got them on the lot right now, and they can customize it. They will customize it to whatever your business needs are. They've got new trucks. Attention, new truck enthusiasts. Get ready for the ultimate summer sales event at Chastain Ford. Time to conquer the road in the legendary F-150. Experience the power and performance of the F-150 now available at unbeatable prices. Like I said, they just lowered the prices on those F-150 Lightnings. I love mine. You will love yours, too. They got the King Ranch, the Lariat, the Limited, the Platinum, all of them right now at Chastain Ford. You got any questions? Let's go. Get to ChastainFord.com or on 610 at Homestead, not Hempstead. It's just five minutes from downtown. You're going to be joining the family at Chastain Ford. ESPN 975.com. Get in the race. One wrong twist of your steering wheel, and that'll be the end of you. Now back to two guys who would by now be recognized as common law married in at least eight states. John and Lance from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. So, uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers, did you see who they signed? Good old Jake Marisnik. Jake Marisnik. Yay, Jake's on our team. Yay, we love Jake. Boo, Altuve, boo. Well, you have to understand, John, if you read some of the quotes from the Dodgers, Jake wasn't really part of it. He's a lot, he has some connection with the Dodgers. like they like He's like family friends with one of the guys or something like that. And they're like, well, he's not really a part of it. He, he wasn't really a part of it? They pretty he much was the to, number one culprit. No, no, forget about I know he, he had his career high in home runs. But he's like he was like the eighth he hitter. Had his it doesn't career matter. High OPS. Doesn't matter. No, 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 no. When they counted the number of no. trash can bangs, he was the number one offender. That's not what I heard from the Dodgers. Oh, really? When because they explain why having him wasn't a big deal is ju- because he wasn't he wasn't Jose Altuve. That's that's why. Well, you are being very cynical with that. But so he's his OPS that year was eight fifteen. He had one other year where he had a higher OPS. That was 2020, but he only played in 16 games. He had 34 at-bats. Must have gotten pretty lucky. Otherwise, he's a career 6-6-6 OPS guy. What is that, Dell? Sign of the devil. The devil. That's right. Jake Marisnik is the devil, okay, as far as sign-stealing goes. And not according to Clayton Kershaw. I do like Jake. I think he's had to deal with it for a long time. I think he has some remorse for it as well, which is probably all you can ask for at that point. He's a good guy. He'll help our clubhouse for sure. And as the veteran pitcher, veteran pitcher noted, at least he's not one of the other guys. 
Like Jake, you're right. Okay, in that he made a correct statement. He's not Jake Marisnik is not one of the other guys. No, he's a uh, he. Austin Barnes, who plays for the Dodgers, was Marisnik's high school teammate. He pushed forward, at least endorsed it. Chris Taylor, they played travel ball together. And um, playing Kershaw vacation with him in the offseason. So he's got some buddies over there, and well, they're like, we're fine we, with it. We love Jake. Yeah. He's and not one of the other Jake guys. Jake Marisnik and Marwin Gonzalez are the two most culpable of all of the Astros make, and have made more money off of that season probably than anyone else. And, 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 and Marwin was a Yankee, and Jake is a Dodger. Hold on. They have more reasons why. Why they're not upset? Barnes, his his buddy, he wasn't really the guy leading the ship over there. And Kershaw says, "I don't get mad at him because he wasn't in the lineup during the during the the World Series." Self, selfishly, I guess he didn't really affect me, so he's not as upset with Jake because Jake wasn't in the lineup in that game five. So oh, he's not worried about it. in that game five. What about in game seven where the Astros won? Well, but it, how they were cheating then? Well, even still, Jake wasn't. A part of it because he was hurt. So he, they, Jake didn't take a World Series away from him. He that didn't. One. No. Okay. All right. All right. But he did. We're cheaters. But we love Jake. Yay, Jake! Now his buddies are happy. to Yay, have Jake! All the guys who who hang out who hung out with Jake, they love him. He's got he's got friends over there, so it's going to be okay. And Jack Harris, who is Ooh, the, who's the writer of this of this story, telling us telling Dodger fans in the LA Times why they should all be okay with. With um, Marisnik notes that J- Maris- Jake Marisnik had his best power numbers that year, but hey, he's he was more he's more of a defensive guy anyway. Noted for his defense, so don't worry about it. Don't hmm. worry about it. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, all right. Don't worry. I about think you. I think we should applaud the Dodgers. I can't wait till he comes up and they applaud him and they're like, "Yay, Jake Marisnik's here!" Well, one, well, they apparently they didn't pursue Carlos Correa seriously because of his ties to the to the of the cheating and the Astros, but Jake's a different story. He's got boys over there, so they're happy yeah. to have him. I think we should commend them for their forgiveness. Oh, for well, their forgiving ways, the Dodgers yes, and, their, should, and their fans? I think we should commend them. Okay. Uh, I, you know what? They are. I'm commending. We are commending them. Nice job, Dodger uh, hypocrite. You are the best. The best fans, the best team. You are the biggest hypocrites in all of And baseball is historically... Hypocritical. I don't mind hypocrites. No, you, you're no, no. I don't mind them. Uh, just be calling someone a hypocrite. I know is supposed to be insulting, but you do what's best for you. <laughs> I don't mind it. All the live guys. Yeah, do what you gotta do, man. <laughs> Get your bag. Get your bag, and if you, then come back to the PGA when it when that's okay, and say, hey, I just did what was best for me and my family, but I I want to be part of the PGA. That's fine. Hypocrites are okay. Uh, I I get that people think that's the ultimate insult. They're hypocrites. Why would they care if you call them that? Uh, no, 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 no. You're right. You're 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 probably right. If you want to know the truth, um, no, no question, no question. Um, you know who else got his bag this off season? Is Laramie Tunsil? Was he on? What was he on? The Rich Heisen show? What was he on? No, he was on some other show. He was on with who? Adam. Oh, Adam Schefter. That's right. Adam Schefter's. He was on Adam Schefter's podcast. Uh, he's got a little a warning for the rest of the NFL. Here is Laramie Tunsil talking about the Texans this season. There is some talent there now that you mention all these names. And I just don't think that people think of the Texans these days like that. So, if you're correct and we shouldn't be sleeping on the Texans, it should be a very fun year in Houston, particularly when I don't think expectations around the city and around the league are as high as they probably are within the organization. Right. 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 No, just don't, yeah, absolutely. Don't sleep on us, man. It's going to be a good season. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I will say this. Every time I look at the schedule, I'm like. I brought it up yesterday. Yeah. I mean, it's like, holy crap. Now, did you see how many uh, Battle Red Helmet Days we're going to have? They're going to don those helmets three times. Three times. Th- do you think that leads us on to victory? We're going to have Jacksonville for sure because that's Battle Red. We always wear Battle Red against Jacksonville. It looks like the Steelers are a possibility. And Arizona, when J.J.'s number is retired. Arizona. Those three. Why is that? 
Why would they do it specifically for that day? Um, the, that's a good question, but that's the thought is that it's, it's going to be that. He day. never wore a red helmet. No. So what's so? And they're already going to get people in the building, I imagine. Dun, dun, because, dun, 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 because battle red helmets are going to lead you on the victory. I feel like the, if they think their battle red helmets are going to attract people into the building, why would you do it on the day where you already have an event that's going to get people into the building? Yeah. Save it for. Well, you want a big crowd. Let's not forget there weren't. It was pretty sparse out there. And by that game, could be pretty bad. And a lot of people, again, Ooh, not showing up. What a state of your franchise when the helmet color is, is, a, is supposed to be a draw. Now, do you not want to go to see red helmets? I could, I could probably see them better on television. Well, you will be able to see them better. Not only that, but Arizona wears red helmets. Well, they could wear their whites. Well, Arizona changed their uniform this offseason, and I think their their helmets this year are only going to be white or black. White or black? Yeah. So that's fine because you can't have the same color helmets. Um, it'd be perfect. I mean, talk about perfect. I think red helmets will. Are they do they, are they getting you excited? Will they right be three and zero in red helmet games? Depends on who they're playing. Well, if it's the Steelers. Yes. That's a debatable. Up for debate. <laughs> With his little tiny hands, he can't even hold the football. Yeah, but they always... Will Anderson is going to destroy him. He'll fumble six times. Okay. But they always go... They're always like nine and eight or better, so there's always a chance that the Steelers are okay because that's they're always at least okay under Tomlin. So, okay, what's the other game? Arizona and Jacksonville. Arizona early in the season? No, it's later. Then Kyler... Oct- well, it's in October. Kyler might... Eh. October. Will Kyler be back by that point? Um, I don't know. We'd have to look. He at might. The, which, we'd have to know the Texans schedule, make it more which we a, don't. Which would make it more of a toss-up. And then I think there's a – I would go 2-1. and one. Arizona's November 19th. Oh, Kyler will be back. Kyler will be back. Yeah. We'll destroy him, that little fella. Okay. Okay. Okay, sure. Yeah, coming off the edge, Jonathan Greenard. Watch it. You have a lot of faith in – Greenard's okay, pretty good. Yeah. You have a lot of faith in a guy who's never taken a snap before. Will Anderson? Yeah. Thank you. Oh, you mean the best player? By the way, there's a story this morning. Will the Texans regret, but will it be one of the worst decisions ever to trade for Will Anderson? Texan size mistake. Marvin Harrison Jr. just might the – Lance retweeted the – a mock draft for next year. Arizona gets the first pick, Caleb Williams, and the second pick with the Texans pick, um, Marvin Harrison Jr., who is thought to be Marvin, – Marvin Harrison Jr. is thought to be one of the greatest wide receiver prospects in a while, one of the best in a while. And the Texans gave up their pick, and they could regret that. Well, they have to hope that Will Anderson and C.J. Stroud make it so that pick's in, like, 15, 16 Is there any chance that the Cleveland Browns could just – have win three games this year, and you get that pick. Deshaun Watson was really bad last year. Really bad. And if we think car- if anyone believes in karma, then they'll be awful. Again, because because that's just the way the world's going to work. I don't know if they'll be top five bad, but but you look at it, that division, and cert- clearly they play enough games out of the division, so it might it might not matter. But you play Baltimore, who's going to be good. You play the Pittsburgh, who's always average at least, and Cincinnati is going to, going to be good. The Browns are going to be the worst, should be the worst team in that division. <laughs> I think the Ravens that, win that division this year. You know, if Lamar stays healthy, that's probably likely, I think. If, if they can stay healthy, that's been his issue for the last couple seasons. But Cleveland's the worst team in that division. Yeah. So, yeah, and they got to play all those guys. Six, There's six games there, and, yeah, they're the worst team. Yeah, so well, well, it's well, a toss Pittsburgh, up with Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, but I'll take their coach. I'll take their coach over Cleveland, yeah. over Stefanski. Yep. And there's a chance that they go two and four, one and five, or two and four in that division. Of course, they could sneak up if Deshaun plays the way Deshaun. We know Deshaun well, can. Deshaun's played. If he gets back to Deshaun, well, he's played great for, here, and team still only won four games. Now yep. it's a much different disaster scenario because you have Bill O'Brien running things, but Stefanski has to win this year, and if, if they, they get off to a poor start, that could get that can get ugly really quickly so there's a chance that's a top 10 pick i don't know if they're the texans are going to be be in a position to draft marvin harrison jr but we can hope i i hope not i hope they're better 
mostly because of all the takes that came after the trade was made, how it was a terrible trade, and they're giving up a chance at a top quarterback. I just don't want to hear. I hate yeah. national media being right about things. I just want them <laughs> to be wrong. So I'm rooting for the Texans out of spite of national media more than anything else. Yeah. Like, I need them to win six or seven games. This is have everyone shut up about that well, trade. I'm, I'm hoping they do, too, because if Marvin Harrison Jr. is there and they traded away their pick as opposed to the Browns pick, then well, and they gave up the 13th pick and the 33rd pick. Oh, my goodness. Will Anderson better be good. 746 ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. 713-780-3776 if you want to get in. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Here, your family. I don't have friends. I got family. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the offensive masterminds running an outside zone on your intelligence. John Granado and Lance Zerline. Um, so SEC media days are going on. Fine. So, um, Kirby Smart had to had to catch some over his players and how they drive. Well. He has to answer some questions about it, doesn't he? Yeah, it's he, ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I don't know if it's a, a team epidemic or what, but their driving violations over the last few years, including deaths, yeah, have been ridiculous, ridiculous. And you know, I don't know, I don't know what a head coach can do about it, but I'm sure he's like, "What the bleep?" Well, there's a culture of, I don't know how it began. But there's a culture of, hey, we're going to drive fast. We don't really care about the, the rules of the road. And we're going to – this is what we do. One, a couple guys do it. More guys will do it just just because that is – that has kind of filtered through the locker room. I don't know. I don't even know how that starts. How, I guess, having a car that drives fast and not really caring about the rules and then everyone starts to do it. And the, even with death occurring, it yeah. hasn't stopped it. So – he should answer questions about it. It's not to the level. Is it? We've had a couple controversies surrounding um, programs. Northwestern resulted in bullying and and the death, and now not lawsuits. The death, excuse me, but the firing right. of uh, Pat Fitzgerald and lawsuits will come with that. This says this is more destructive to outside the locker room because other now a player died and you have other people being put in danger. Kirby Smart should. He's not going to get fired because he's he's winning titles. But this is a destructive thing if it keeps going. Yeah. And he had to answer the media about it. That was going to be one of the uh that was one that one of the themes this week was how is Kirby Smart going to address this? Here he is talking about under understanding his players better. It's like a constant improvement for us, right? Better never rests. And we firmly believe that. So, you know, we've done a lot of studies this offseason at things we can do better and things we can improve on. And uh, our kids understand that, that, uh, that we don't want to be just a football factory. We want to produce people that are um, quality citizens that do a great job in the community. And I'm constantly evolving as a coach, and I've talked about it several times here today, that, that I think the best thing I've done is uh, allow – coaches to do their job take a step back and say you know what maybe it's not better that i sit in this meeting and tell somebody what i think they should do it's probably better that i let them do it and just oversee it and spend more time with the players so that i know kamari Lasters why i know brock bowers why i know cedric van Pran's why because i can probably get more out of them by spending more time with them as, as players was there a follow-up to what they're doing like he said we're doing more what's the more what what studies are you studying? What do you, what information have you gathered to try to curb? Did he fault? Was there ever a follow up about what they're doing to to stop what's going on? As far as what I heard, um, so he was he only answered thirteen questions. Only one was about the incident. So I don't know if he really cared about talking about it. I guess in that setting at SEC Media Days, but that was kind of interesting that nobody really pushed him to. Yeah, I mean. Saying that is fine. It, you're telling people in a general way that you're you're trying to address the issue. But what what are you what are you doing other than study 
what are you implementing? I feel, well, it's not surprising <clears throat> that yeah. it, they didn't go deep on that, but he didn't say anything. Well, I think that he's, yeah, the lawsuit, the family of the uh, staffer, or, or was it the former player, is suing the university, and so maybe they have to be, uh, they really need to be uh, cognizant of that and can't really say too much about all of that because he may be called if he starts talking about, yeah, we know we know we have a problem here and we need to, you know, we're addressing it now. Well, why didn't you address it when my, before my son died? So that is probably something that, that, that I'm sure he, he has been told by lawyers he better watch what he says about all of that stuff. So, so to answer your question, <clears throat> Victoria Bowles, Bowles, who was a staffer, is suing Georgia and Jalen. Jalen isn't Carter. the family of the player too? Uh, I, if that might have been something an earlier one, but the most recent news is about the staffer. Well, she was the one that was driving, actually, wasn't she? UGA football staffer files lawsuit. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. In so this case. That, that you know what that's a tricky situation when you when you're in the middle of a lawsuit. So probably doesn't want to address that all too uh, specifically. I get that. I get it. Um. Uh, Brock Bowers, did you see he's giving back all his NIL money? Why is he doing that? He's doing that, he said, because I want to be able to give it to other guys who need it more, and they can put it to other guys. I felt like they could just focus on some of the other guys or other sports. I, I feel like I kind of – I kind of, I feel like I had kind of my own stuff going on. I really didn't need that kind of support. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So give it to other guys on the team that really need it. Um <clears throat> That that that's uh, pretty selfless and pretty cool because that dude could make about as much money as he wants. He'll be the number one tight end. He'll be uh, a real. He'll be a top ten pick next year. When's the last tight end to go that high? I'm oh, um, who's the last tight end to go that high? Did it happen just recently? Tight end to go that high. That's interesting. Was it? It, ha- it wasn't Kellen Winslow, was it? There's been a tight. Yeah, end. Winslow went. Is, is that? I know he did, but. Is he the most? Is he the the most recent top ten? Tight Do you end? really want to compare him to Kellen Winslow? I mean, Junior in, in one aspect that he went high in a draft. Okay, not the other thing. Not the other stuff that he does. The Kellen Winslow Junior did. Um, oh, oh, Kyle Pitts. That's the name. Oh, that's right, Kyle Pitts. Yeah, yeah. So it's not. And this guy is. This guy is as good as it gets. Uh, Bauer. So was Kyle Pitts, and it really hasn't worked out for them the way they thought. Well. Mariota and Desmond Ritter will do that. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't really blame it on him. Um, so there's that. Paul Feinbaum had something interesting to say about Nick Saban. Here's Paul Feinbaum talking about Saban. I think, yes, you have to. Uh, and first of all, nothing is going to take away from what he's accomplished. And for those who don't follow this closely, he's won six national championships at Alabama since arriving in 2007. He won another one at LSU, but uh, if, if he is in the same league as, as somebody who has now, at the end of the season, won three, then that's a, that's a, big, that's a big hit on his legacy, and I, I think you, have to, you also have to question Saban for what happened last year. He had the best team in the country going in. They were nearly unanimous, and, it, and, it, and at the NFL draft, in case anyone wasn't paying attention, let me refresh your memory. He had the best offensive player and the best defensive player, Will Anderson on defense, and, of course, the Heisman Trophy winner from two years ago and the number one pick, Bryce Young, on offense. And with that, he still couldn't get it done. The defense let him down. There were mental lapses across the board. They had 17 penalties in the Texas game. I think they had just as many against Tennessee. And some of the coaching was was subpar, too. I mean, Nick Saban, I've never seen a Nick Saban team uh, get scorched like they did in the final minute against Tennessee in Knoxville when when Hendon Hooker led that team down the the, the field in in four plays and kicked a field goal and, and sent Alabama home a loser. So that, those are serious questions. And one more thing about Alabama, two new coordinators. One one's a, has been there a couple of times, Kevin Steele on defense. But Tommy Reese comes over from Notre Dame. They don't have an established quarterback. And think about this for a second. The last couple of Alabama quarterbacks, oh, Jalen Hurts, uh, Tua Tungavailoa, Mac Jones, and Bryce Young. I think you guys can figure out the rest. 
I mean, I, I remember Deshaun doing that to him in the title game, so it's not like it's so unique that Hendon Hooker did it. I mean, if, we're, if, if the football, college football historian could just think back a couple of years, it has happened, and it's happened more often than that. But I, I get his point. That defense has taken a step back, not large steps, but they're, they, they're not as dominant as, as the defenses that were in the two, from 2017 and before. I mean, just kind of the way college football works, Don't, unless you're named Georgia. And so they're the ones who are putting out the dominant defenses. Now Alabama's fine, but we've seen a bit of a decline there. But I would want to point to, once again, that random rock in- instrumental going on. So a visual of Saban's highlights, we need a rock. We need the rock music underneath just because Saban's on the screen. Because that's what it was, right, RJ? There's there's yeah. Feinbaum talking, and then they show highlights, B-roll of Saban, and then they have to play the rock instrumental for about 20 seconds. Why? Why you're, You've worked in TV. You have a person who works well, in TV. You what's, always, what's that for? It's probably underneath it anyway. It's not like you have to put it. It's probably stock footage that you have that music underneath because whenever you, you want Nat sound on any highlights that you have or you want some music underneath any highlights that you have. But you have a guy talking, and it almost overwhelms what he's saying. It's, all, it's as loud as him. Why would why? It's unnecessary. It'd be like why does this bother you? It's stupid. That's why. Why do you need music just because Saban's on the screen and Feinbaum talks? It'd be like it'd be like uh, if every time you spoke or we had a guest on, RJ for thirty seconds played a rock instrumental for whatever reason and then faded it out and let the guest kept talk keep talking. What? What? And people watch us on Twitch, so when a get. RJ, I, we might not have a guest this week, and if we have a guest next time for the Twitch people only, RJ should just play music underneath that guest for thirty seconds, just because. Just because. Just because. That's right. It's this, stupid. It's it's this bothers you, it's and it's I love dumb. it. I love it. It's I, dumb. RJ, make sure that everybody they, has music they underneath. Will. To destroy Dell's day. Because ESPN day. does this. And okay. Everybody does it. It's just stupid. To destroy Dell's day. It's my favorite thing now. Like, I'm, we're putting music under everything. Wo- Woes will come on and talk about Damian Lillard, and they'll show ro- some highlights of Damian Lillard, and it'll be something so stupid like that for whatever. <laughs> you have a guy talking already. Why do you need more sound? <laughs> 801 ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. We'll see you, Reese. We'll get to you. <laughs> ESPN 97.5. Stop being a f***ing baby. Oh, the, the signal, it's, it's all static.